Welcome to By Faith, our current Elder Conversation podcast series where we walk through the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. I'm Laura, your host. Hebrews 11 gives us a list of examples, a cloud of witnesses that exemplify faithful obedience. Each week, one of our teaching pastors will take one of the people mentioned in the chapter and tell us what is their story, why is their faith exemplary, and what should we today learn and take away from their faith. The past two weeks, we've been looking at the life of Abraham. We saw how his faith led him to go out to a foreign land, to a place that he did not know. And then last week, we looked at how his wife, Sarah, by faith, received power to conceive a child. If you've missed those Elder Conversations or any others from earlier in Hebrews 11, you can always find them at tcbchurch.org elders. This week, we continue Abraham's story. Hebrews 11, starting in verse 17, says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. So why is Abraham's faith in this story an example for us? What should we learn? How should we apply that to our own faith? Sometimes when we read through the Bible, we read verse to verse, and we think the event happened just that quick, when in fact there are years between those verses. I think that's an important thing to remember in the context of Abraham and Isaac. The story really begins all the way back when God calls Abraham. If you remember, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house. To a land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Abraham was 75 years old at this time, and there is a major problem. He's promised a great nation, and he's promised a great land, and Abraham has neither. He doesn't have any kids, and he doesn't have the promised land. And so as the chapters go through Genesis in chapter 13, uh, the Lord again reveals his promise to Abraham. He continues on. He makes a covenant with him in chapter 15, and years go by, and now Abraham is 99 years old. And he still does not have the promised child. He has Ishmael, a compromise, but not the, not the child that will carry God's covenant, God's promise forward, not Isaac. And in Genesis chapter 21, Isaac is born. Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born to him. It's in 21.5. Uh, and so I want you to think about that. There's a promise Abraham 75. It takes 25 years for Isaac to be born. And you would think in that moment, you've waited for this for so long. It's taken 25 years. Man, the joy of your life is here. And then Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, And he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. 
So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and his son Isaac. And he cut wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and he laid it on Isaac his son. And he took his hand, and he took in his hand the fire, the knife, and they both of them went together. Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father, he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God told them, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took his knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. So wow, right? I mean, that's clearly one of the most powerful examples of faith in our Bibles. What Abraham does here is just incredible. He didn't understand all of the hows. He didn't know all of the specifics. He doesn't understand the whys. But Abraham considered that God is able and God is faithful. God is good. He knew what God had promised him through Isaac, that through Isaac there would be a great nation. And he knew who God was, who he is, who he'd promised himself to be. And so he knew God was good, faithful. So there's a lot we can learn. Three things, uh, three just great takeaways from Abraham's faith. First, he worshiped without compromise. He didn't rationalize away the difficult challenge or the difficult word from the Lord. He didn't excuse himself. So often I'm tempted when I'm in the scriptures and I read and I become um, just aware of the fact that my life is not my own, that I have been set apart, called by God to live according to his will, that there is a death to self and a life in Christ, and there's a laying down of something that maybe I hold precious. I'm really quick to begin to try to rationalize away from that. I say things to myself like, well, God wants me to be happy, or God would want me to have this, or 
Uh, God would not want me to suffer this way. And I began to try to excuse myself from these clear charges that he's given me. And what we see in Abraham was his faith was not compromised. He didn't excuse himself from this just really difficult charge to sacrifice his son Isaac. Second, Abraham worshipped the creator, not the creation. Again, this is a little easier when we think of materialistic things. Uh, we're pretty quick to see how that is a created thing. But we got to remember, to the one true God, we are the creation. Yes, we are created in the image of God. But as the creation, all of our value, all of our worth is defined by our relationship to the Creator. And so in this moment, it would have been really easy for Abraham to worship Isaac, uh, to find his joy in being Isaac's dad. But instead, Abraham chose to worship the Creator, not the creation. And third, Abraham's faith, man, was on display in that he worshiped with full assurance. With full assurance. Again, he didn't know all the hows and all the whys, but he rested in who God is, who God had revealed himself to be. God is good. He's faithful. He will keep his promises. And that was enough for Abraham. That was the fuel of his faith. We get this great insight there in Hebrews that Abraham knew that even if he would have taken Isaac's life, God is powerful enough, he's capable to just raise him back from the dead. So he didn't know how it was going to go down. It didn't matter. He knew the one true God. And his faith in God was certain, was with full assurance, even though he didn't know the specifics. And so there's a lot we can take away from Abraham's faith, but one thing I would challenge you with today, hold fast, hold tight to your faith. Do not compromise. Saving faith in Jesus proclaims death to self, that there is nothing apart from Jesus. But in Jesus, there is everything. There is life. And so just as Abraham didn't understand all the specifics, he knew who the Lord was. We too know God through Jesus. Hold fast to him. Hold tight to him. He is worth anything and everything that will come through your day. So with the full assurance of the conviction of things hoped for, live out your faith in Jesus today.